Blog Talk Radio. people and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt and in just a few minutes, writer Judy Maycomber will be dropping by for a bit to tell us about a very exciting award she received from the Dog Writers Association of America. Then a little later, Tia Maria Torres from Via Lobos hopes to dispel some of the myths commonly believed about pit bulls. Before we get started, though, we need to pause for a very quick break, but don't go away. We'll have some great information for you shortly here on the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL and 1260 and 540. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. And joining us now is Judy Macomber. Welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, Judy. Did I ruin your last name there? No, you did it perfectly. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad you could make it. I heard you won a very special award recently. Well, yes. We were really surprised and super pleased. Uh, We uh, actually, the um, banquet for this award, which is through the Dog Riders Association of America, is held every year in conjunction with the Westminster Dog Show. Okay. And uh, so we got to go to New York City. Wow. And, uh, you know, uh, we were nominated twice, which was wonderful, and we won for Best Special Publication. Now, now what is that publication? Uh, well, the actual, the actual publication was the Los Angeles and Inland Empire Guide to Pet-Friendly Places. Oh, great. Yes. I've actually seen that. It's very cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. It was fun. It was... And... Um, So we were just really thrilled that we got a chance to go to New York City and see the dog show. I had never been to the Westminster Dog Show. I've only seen it on TV. It was wonderful. And the people there, what what really surprised me is how... Um, touching and endearing they all are they really? with each other. Yeah. I really sort of thought, you know, my past experience and, and watching things like Best in Show. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was a little influenced I, yeah, by Best in yeah, Show. <laughs> I really thought it would be somewhat like that. But the people are, there were, there were young junior handlers there between the ages of 10 and 14 years old. Mm-hmm. There with the little dog that they had brought up from a puppy, wow. to, uh, cooked for, groomed, trained, and uh, managed to, uh, you know, qualify to get in this show. Oh, that's so and neat. And they were just precious. They, it was just, and people were very supportive of each other, too. You know, I, I'm really surprised because I did actually believe that there was a lot of competitiveness uh, between the people who enter their dogs in the show. and. And maybe they weren't very friendly with each other. Yeah, well, uh, and there may be some of those. But I I was really lucky. I got to go back and interview a lot of them and see Uno, the dog that had won the year before. Really? The the Beagle. Wow. And the big uh, Bordeaux uh, Mastiff that, that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, was the first time that they had been in the show. 
and uh, everybody there was just support. You know, they were friendly. They were, um, and of course, New York City is super friendly. I, you know, I, wow. I was just uh, really. Uh, it was just a wonderful trip. Now, tell me about the animals. Were you um, impressed in how beautiful all these dogs were? Oh, are? they were gorgeous. Some of them were just breathtaking. And all of them, you know, were just regular old dogs taking their little naps in between mm-hmm. the time. And the, you'd see the handlers and, and the owners playing with them, oh. you know. Even, so they really are pets. Yeah, even in the ring, yes. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and like I said, that little 10-year-old kid, he brought his dog on, and then the handler had to run with it and show it. But I have a picture of him with his little his little terrier just looking up at me and just, you know, having fun, just yeah. having fun with his dog. Right you there. know, the thing I like about dog shows is that um, you see animals that are truly taken care of. They're brushed, they're bathed, they're pampered, and... I just wish every pet was taken care of as well. Oh, I do too. You see so many animals that are just left in the backyard and their fur is matted and they're dirty and they get hardly any attention. It's just heartbreaking. Uh, yes, it really is. And and I think, uh, I think it's changing, though. I really do. I think people are becoming um, not only more concerned with their pets but more concerned with uh, taking care of themselves as well. I see I, I've been doing these publications since 1996, and I have seen tremendous progress. Oh, well, that's good news. That's that's very good to hear. Tell me a little bit more about your publications. I want to hear all about that. Well, the publications started basically um, when um, I had the misfortune to have two of my pets lost, and I started working with uh, humane organizations, uh, actually in a way to try first try to find my pets, and and they had been accidentally destroyed through a miscommunication oh, in the shelter no. thing. Yeah, it was really very sad, which these things have changed now. They, they Shelters now communicate with each other better. Okay. And uh, so it was a, 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 a bad situation. But from that, I got involved, and I had previously worked with Chambers of Commerce, but I... I found out that uh, we had no sort of networking, good networking information for pet owners to find what they needed in different communities. Okay. And so we started in San Diego, and we branched to L.A. and Orange County, and uh, we just finished a map for Austin, Texas, their first doggy map. Okay. And the doggy maps evolved because I moved and I couldn't find any really good, easy places that you know that I knew of to walk my dogs. Okay. And I wanted to make sure what the regulations were where I was going. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I can't be the only person with this problem. So here we went. <laughs> so what's on a doggy map? Well, the map, the pet-friendly maps tell people uh, the parks, what the leash laws are, um, what the hours are. We give them some description. We give them the location and the phone numbers, and they're actually located in areas on a, let's say it's in L.A., you know, it'll be everywhere from Santa Monica all the way down. Mm-hmm. And then we also show them pet-friendly cafes in the oh, area. Oh, yes. Places to take your doggy. <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. you know, and that's really important because yeah. if you're trying to get out of the car and it's really hot, you don't want to leave your dog in the car. No, so which is illegal, too. Yes. Because it's yes. unsafe. Yes. And then pet-friendly hotels in the mm-hmm. area 
for people that are traveling or just needing a place to go that weekend with their dog. Okay. And it's it's expanded into now, for example, in San Diego, we even have outdoor fun uh, activities such as kayaking with your dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cinderella Tours does carriage rides with your dog. <laughs> There's a place up in Big Bear that does weddings with your dog. No way. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. And all of these are uh, events and organizations and parks and Services everything. and products. They're you know, all in the everything. Yeah, everything to go with that kind of endeavor. Okay. Yeah. Well, how does somebody find your publication? Do they have to go to the Internet and order it? Or? Well, you can do that, but you can also go uh, to your local shelter. We'll usually have them. They usually have them at their front desk. Many of the veterinary clinics, there's several around you, up here in L.A. that have these. Okay. And pet supply stores, kennels, uh, you know, all kinds of places have them, usually at the at the front of the... Yeah. Now, um, how far reaching is it? L.A. County, San Diego County, Orange County, Co- Orange County? And Inland Empire. And Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. Okay. We wow. go all the way out to Palm Desert. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and tell me again, what are the titles of all these magazines? Okay, the... Uh, uh, the first one, of course, that will be coming out uh, in a couple of months is the San Diego Pet Lovers Handbook. And then uh, after that, we'll have the San Diego Pet Lovers uh, Doggy Map. Okay. And then Orange County's uh, guide will be out in about two weeks. Excellent. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're combining it similar to what we did in L.A., and I'm really excited about this new format we have because I think people really like it. Okay. What is the format? Well, the, the, there is it's sort of a combination of the guide, but then there in, within it, in the center, is a fold-out map of all the oh, dog parks. Oh, okay, okay. And so it, it's all inclusive. It's now. all inclusive, and they can they can also go to our website at petloverspublications.com, and there are downloadable copies on it. Oh, that's really convenient. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Do, do you do this all on your own, or do you have a staff? Well, we have a, a small group of us that okay. work together on this, and I have some wonderful help and um, and some wonderful people. You know, pet owners call in and say, oh, I found out about this place, and I really encourage that because we can't do it all alone. Okay, so if you know of a place, you can write in and yes, maybe in the next year's installment. Does it come out once a year or yes, more often? Yes, it does. They each of those come out annually. Okay, so you could keep getting your updates or, or advise about <laughs> the new things. You know, since you've already said it, um, and people might not have been prepared yet, I think we should give out your website um, and your contact information again, so people can get these great publications or give you some more information. Oh, thank you. Well, it's PetLoversPublications.com. Okay. And if you go there, there's all the different different uh, communities that we serve, and you can just hit, it, hit a tab and find pretty much whatever you need to. That is wonderful. Let me ask you one more question before I let you go. How did the Westminster Dog Show or the, um, the uh, award people, rather, know about you? Being here locally and well, it was kind of interesting. Um, 
actually there's a lot of dog riders here in Southern California. There's mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of members of this association, oh. and uh, even though they're back east, there's members all over the United States. Okay. And uh, but uh, I was encouraged by Liz Palika, who was uh, one of the longtime members there. She kept saying, "Well, you ought to just." Send this in. I think it's kind of good and unique, and and uh, so I finally did, you know. And I didn't think much about it until I got that letter saying, "Come to New York." <laughs> wow, that must have been a great surprise. It was. It was right <laughs> before Christmas, and it was the best present I could have ever had. Wow. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, we need to take a very quick break. But we'll be back in just a little bit with Tia Maria Torres of Via Lobos, an organization that promotes the good qualities of pit bulls in the face of so much bad media attention. So stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. Tia Maria Torres is joining us now. I'm so glad you could come by and talk with us today. Um, it's tough sometimes, but I, I can pull it off every once in a while. <laughs> now, you are with a very special organization. It's called Via Lobos, and it helps pit bulls. Is that correct? Yes. We're the largest pit bull facility in the country, I believe. Wow. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Uh, well, we're home to an average of all is about 200 pit bulls. Um, We have a 10-acre ranch um, out in Agua Dulce, Mm -hmm. and um, our place is also helping two-legged pit bulls, as we call them, and (laughs) we um, we employ um, um, guys from um, the California Department of Corrections. Oh, wow. Okay. So So you're rehabbing people and rehabbing pets. Yeah, we are. As... as, um, (laughs) Somebody said the other day, we are helping the dogs and the guys that nobody else wants. <laughs> wow. Now, you do a lot of pit bull advocacy, too, don't you? Yes, yes. Tell me, tell me about that. Pit bulls have a really bad rap uh, in, in almost all the media coverage about them. Well, you know, I, I, I think I'm fortunate out here in Los Angeles because Los Angeles is a very pit bull-friendly city, and I think it turned around for us back in 99 when um, there was a mauling, a child was killed by um, a breeding pair. It was um, a male and female. Female was in heat, and the parents left the two-year-old child in the backyard, and the little boy got caught up in the middle of it. And the city became hysterical. They just, you know, everybody was in a panic. They were dumping their dogs right and left. And the L.A. City Animal Services approached me and said, you know, what can we do? We're, our shelters are inundated more than ever. So we put together um, back then a program that was called the Pitbull Support Group, <laughs> and um, it was free training at all the shelters, free spay and neutering. Um, anybody who had any problem with their pit bull, we would come to their house. So it's just a, um, a, g- a gathering of a bunch of different entities that came together, and that's what started it rolling. And yeah. it's, it's now was this volunteer based? All volunteer-based. Wow. Yeah, and the city of L.A. continues to let us do our training classes. And it's been 10 years, and we still do the free training classes at the shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just changed things for pit bulls in Los Angeles. It, it showed the rest of the country that, God, if L.A. can do it, you know, we can do it. What's our excuse? Mm-hmm. 
So is there any special training involved for pit bull owners? I mean, do you have to do above and beyond what the average dog would get? Yes, I feel they do. And anybody who says different is in denial. Okay. You know, um, we have to take into consideration the genetics of the of the breed, which is with any dog. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Australian shepherds chase livestock and Labradors retrieve and jump in water. Um, you know, pit bulls genetically um, can be predisposed to be animal aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, on that same note, they're also genetically predisposed to be human friendly. That's right. So, and people have to understand that that is always a possibility of the animal aggression coming out. And so that's what we teach our students is to be defensive drivers is what we tell them. Okay. You know. And and how do you counter that animal aggressiveness? Well, we always say this, you know, genetics are genetics. You can't take it away. Mm-hmm. You can curb it. You can manage it. But it's always possibly there. And as long as you have that way of thinking, your dog's never going to get himself into trouble. And and it's, so it's up to the owners. You know, the dogs are just dogs. They're okay. just doing what dogs do. Okay. So you don't let your dog run loose. You don't let your dog run loose. We always tell, tell people we don't do off-leash training. You know, when we don't believe in dog parks for this breed. I mean, I know a lot of them love the dog park. And mm-hmm. I tell people, that's great. Well, just, you know, one day, yeah. <laughs> you know, there might be an incident. And it may not even be your dog's fault. Mm-hmm. But you will get, you know, you will get blamed for it. And, you know, we always tell pit bull owners, never trust a pit bull not to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, because it can be that nasty chihuahua that runs upon the pit bull and, and pisses them off, and that's how fights start. And, right. you know, as a pit bull owner, they're going to point the fingers at you no matter who started the fight. Right, right. That's unfortunate. Too. It is unfortunate. And so in our training classes, we do a lot of um, our own kind of doggy park scenario. If we have some pit bulls that are dog-friendly, we let them play together. And, you know, that way if there is a problem, we understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we understand each other. We're we're our, our keep, the keepers of our own breed, so to speak. Okay. Now, tell me about your facility. You said you had you know a few hundred dogs there. Where where did all those dogs come from? Um, the majority of our dogs come from the shelters. We don't take a whole lot of owner turn-ins. Okay. So most of our dogs are from the shelters. Um, we get a lot of dogs from law enforcement. You know, um, I'm picking one up today from the Palmdale Sheriff's Station, actually. Um, what do you mean you get them from law enforcement? These um, are dogs that were possibly involved in dog fighting? Dog fighting, um, drug raids. The one today was a man that they arrested, and he had his pit bull with him. And, you know, they said, you know, we're not going to take him to the shelter. It's just filled with pit bulls. And mm-hmm. so they asked the owner, hey, can we get the pit bull rescue to take your dog? And he said, that would be great. And, um so the sheriffs are holding him there at the sheriff's station for me to come get. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, but won't these owners want their dogs back eventually after well, their... Well, you know, and I did, I did um, his, his, um, his family has already contacted me uh-huh. and said, you know, if he gets out of jail soon, can he have his dog back? I said, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You know, just because the guy didn't pay a speeding ticket or, you know, got involved with drugs, it doesn't mean he's a bad dog owner. Okay. And that just <laughs> kind of comes along with what, you know, what the kind of guys we deal with. You know, mm-hmm. just like the dogs, our guys are very prejudged. And if they only took the time to meet a lot of these guys, they would just be really, really sadly mistaken. Wow. Now, do you adopt out the dogs at your facility also? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have the prospective owners go through some training? What we do is it's, um, we like to pride ourselves on. We don't make it overly difficult to get a dog from us. You know, a lot of people complain that some of the rescue groups are just it's 
they said it's impossible to get a dog from them. But, mm-hmm. you know, we are cautious, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, we start with a phone screening, kind of get to know them a little bit. Then we tell them, you know what, we're going to pick up the dogs that we think might be good possibilities for you. And so they come out, they spend a day out here, they walk the dogs, get to play with them. And, um, you know, if they decide they want a dog, we do a home check. And um, we also make sure that their landlords don't have a problem with them having this breed. Right. That's, that's a big problem That's a big sometimes. problem. <laughs> and, uh, and then we sign them up for our training class. And, um, you know, just because someone's never had a pit bull before doesn't mean they can't have one. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just kind of help them pick out the right dog for them that's, you know, not going to be too much dog for them to handle. Okay. And like you matchmakers. Have, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you have all ages and all sizes and all colors? And We don't take puppies. We okay. Don't, yeah, very, very rarely, once in a while, I'll get talked into a puppy, but we would rather take adults. So our, the majority of our dogs are about, you know, two years and up. Okay. Now, a lot of people think you can't train a dog that's already gotten to be about two years old. Yeah, that couldn't be further from the truth. It's actually way easier. <laughs> really? Tell me about that. Well, I, I, you know, I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher for, for kids, and, and um, you know, I had to sit in a couple of times for my friends, you know, kindergarten classes, but I was I was really a teacher for high school students. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, who is easier to work with? And it was the older kids. Uh-huh. You know, they, just, they, just, they just understand. And um, so, you know, teaching a puppy is like, I equate it to like a five-year-old who, you know, takes crayons and draws all over the walls. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I would, we have, um, I would say, probably the age group that we adopt out the most is five years and up. Oh, wow. That's a, yeah, very popular age. It's, um, they're settled down. Um, you know, they're just, they're just, they know the personality of the dog already. We, okay. You know, they know what they're looking at. Now, they're short-haired dogs, so they don't require a lot of grooming, do they? It's wonderful. It's, it's, it's a, called a wet sponge. <laughs> you wipe them off and you're ready to go. Wow. And yeah. do you still, um, like, brush them with those uh, rubber kind of grooming yeah, gloves can, to get yeah. off the loose hair? Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. They're, they're so easy. I also have had many people who had children who were allergic to dogs did well with this breed. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. We just adopted out a dog this morning, actually, to a family um, in Oregon. And um, they have a little girl, and um, they actually took one of our dogs that was brought here by LAPD. Well, yeah. Why would somebody from Oregon come all the way to Southern California? You know, if they go on our website and they, uh-huh. they they see the dog, you know, you know, here's the thing, you know, with with the age of the internet, you know, there's so much internet dating going on. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're looking for a guy, and if you see that guy, you want that guy. You don't <laughs> care where he lives. <laughs> You know, just you don't ship just, them over. Yeah, you don't just have to stick to Los Angeles. Um, so they saw they saw Angie, and they just knew that was the dog. Wow. And um, I said, well, you're, you're in luck. She's great with kids. She's small. Everything they wanted. And um, so we have connections up there. We did a home check, you know, 20-acre ranch. And um, they drove down and caught her just wow. left about an hour ago. That's so wonderful. Yeah. How many adoptions do you figure you do a year? You know, I would say... The past couple of years has been great. This pa- this this year so far has been phenomenal. Um, wow. Yeah, we were. It was pretty sad. We were probably only doing maybe two a month. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done you know probably close to ten in the last month and a half. Oh wow. So yeah, we're having a really great spurt, and um, we do. We're also one of the few rescue groups that do adopt out of state. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, 
you know, the pit bull world is big, so we have connections everywhere <laughs> <laughs> to do home checks for us and whatnot. And um, we've driven dogs to their new homes. We've driven as far wow. as um, the Canadian border to take Full a dog. service agency. <laughs> we are. We tell them we're just like dominoes. We deliver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's really wonderful. Now, I, I suppose you probably still need uh, people to help you out and funds, possibly. Are you tax de- uh, a nonprofit organization? Yeah, we are a nonprofit. You know, we do have a huge overhead. You know, it's about 20000 a month. Okay. And and how can people get in touch with Via Lobos? Um, our website is probably the best. You know, all, all the information is there. It's, Which um, is? Um, it's the acronym for Via Lobos Rescue Center. It's VRCPitbull.com. Excellent. Tia, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk with us today. Thank you, Marie. We need to take one last break, but we'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. Don't go away. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett. And it's time for Pet Place News and Events. This Easter, you can join Ruff, or Rescuing Unwanted Furry Friends, for a spectacular brunch held at Tivoli 2 Restaurant in beautiful Laguna Beach. And best of all, your sociable pets are welcome. This is an enjoyable event you don't want to miss. Call now to make your reservations for April 12th between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. at 949-494-6044. And once again, that number is 949-494-6044. It's only $40 for adults and $15 for children under 12 and includes champagne, well, not for the kids, live entertainment, and a silent auction. It will be loads of fun and you'll be helping homeless pets. And don't forget to check out the Pet Place website at PetPlace.org to find out more Pet Place news. And once there, click on the contact link and say hi or give them some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please, stay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. (laughs) 